Good evening, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Contagious Smile, Unstoppable Justice. With your lovely host, Michael Solomon. I mean, I mean, uh, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind? Redneck host, Solomon. Stop. Don't be just, ugh. It's a nasty, rainy, dreary. I love it. Monsoon. It's wonderful because the heat sucks. So. So we have a pretty serious topic as one of our discussional points this evening. So sex trafficking is on the rise and it's such a scary, scary thing to think about that. First of all, our world is not where it was when we were younger. That's for sure. And then on top of that, like our kids today don't want to go out and play. They want to sit in front of an electronic device. They don't want to learn responsibility. They want to connect electronically. If you say, hey, why don't you go over to one of your friend's house? It's like, why? I just FaceTime them. Everything is so introvert. Like everything is just stay here. And, you know, you think they're going to have like carpal tunnel of the thumbs at some point because it's just games. And we are pretty strict with faith in regards to the fact that like she can't even get on her phone until schoolwork is done and her time is limited and when she runs out of minutes it's over it's done um she was given a tablet as an early birthday gift but she has to do so much before it times it like it, it has a book thing on there and she has to read 30 minutes every day on the tablet before it'll unlock the ability for her to use anything else as well like and that's just an example but then there's also schoolwork on there that she has to do at least whatever minutes it is before it unlocks her ability to do whatever but we also have pretty good parental controls on there and luckily we have a really great relationship with our daughter who comes and talks to yeah, us it's an awesome relationship yes and she she comes and talks to us about everything and we're very I love it when she says dad can i tell you the truth <laughs> dad can i tell you a secret absolutely <laughs> i'm all ears hoss have at it you'll call her a hoss why not because she's just this beautiful beautiful young lady who i finally gave in and took her again as an early birthday gift and let her get her nose pierced and what a champ. She just sat there. She did not even, she was so strong, but the kid's been through hell. So, I mean, she is so excited. She finally got her nose pierced. She is just wearing it like a champ. Like, I don't know. It was like three or four hours after she got it done, babe. And she goes, does it still look good? Does it still look good? I'm like, it hasn't moved. I mean, what are you expecting it to do? Like, you know, and, and she's just like, does it look good, mommy? Does it, I have a dog on my foot and a dog, right? Okay. We got them everywhere. So they are just, I love that. But then we have, you know, other kids who I just miss so, so much and wish that, you know, things were different with them. And they're not. And, you know, we can't say it's because we haven't tried, but we know that there's a couple of other people who have put their two cents in or whatever. So you my wife say. just mentioned there's dogs everywhere and she's absolutely correct. Oh, I like how you just divert. I know. Yesterday, I spent about 10 hours birthing puppies. About, it was so cute. 
And I did get a picture of you in the kennel. I sat out there for almost 10 hours inside, yes, inside the kennel. With Fanning the our mama dog. Yes. Um, it was it was pretty hot yesterday, but... Um, it was like 98. I woke up about 8.30 in the morning to the sound of all of our dogs barking. And, uh, yeah, and then I heard the little one, the first one whining. And so that, that started my day. Um, you never know how long it's going to take for a dog to give birth. That was probably the longest birthing I've that seen was, out of all of our dogs. Yeah, the, the last one only took like five and a half hours. This one took a lot longer. And my butt was sore, y'all. But, it, you know, it, it's great. If you look at it in an aspect of, hey, I just put in a, a day's work, you know, that's going to pay off here in, you know. Eight weeks. Eight weeks or more. Um, because, you know, I, I helped bring in, you know, 11 lives, uh, you know, 11 puppies, 11 new puppies. That's going to provide somebody happiness. 11 families will get happiness. And, uh, you know, that's that's what we're all about here. You know, we're trying to help people and, you know, bring us help spread the the contagious smile that you know we see on other other people's faces other children's so um yeah y'all reach out to us if if you uh are interested in going retriever puppy now back on the whole sex trafficking thing oh it's ridiculous it's you know? and, and you know in the south it's more prevalent down here than in other places it's you know atlanta's one of the top cities where it's happening and as former law enforcement, why don't you give some suggestions on well, how to keep your little one safe? Let me speak as a dad. So you you brought up a, a comment earlier about, uh, you know, these kids are all about video games and they want to stay inside. So let's look at that aspect. Yes, that's good and bad. Right. Because the, the predators are going after them. On the Internet. Electronics. Right. Um, and then outside of that, you know, they're putting up, they're putting things on, on uh, single women's cars. They're putting uh, these damn air tags on vehicles or in backpacks and then tracking the kids that way. So, you know, you got your pros and cons to staying inside the house. Um, you can't be like they have more prisoner, access, you know. What about the story we saw with a 70-year-old man went after a 13-year-old? Oh, yeah, that's just... I mean, that's disgusting. Parents, these these a-holes are talking to your kids. This is kids. non-filtered. You can call them asses. Well, they're they're talking to your kids right in front of you. You have no idea. You know, get nosy. You know, in, invade your kid's space. You gave them birth. You brought them in this world. And, and you have a responsibility to, to continue to look after them. Until they're they're changing your diaper, man. So, <laughs> uh, get nosy, get in their business. Uh, you know whether whether it's right in front of them. Say, give me your phone, give me your tablet. You know what are you doing on your computer? What's all your passwords? Give me all your emails. Or when they're asleep, you know, I I, I do that all the time. I say, How many more emails you got? Because uh, you know I've caught my daughter setting up different accounts, emails, uh, just so that she can get on certain uh, games to do dress up or fashion design or something like that but i've caught predators trying to talk to her and and, oh, yeah. and i definitely got in the middle of it and and she was like i don't want to be on that side of you mom because <laughs> yeah. i mean she was like mom no they're not predators they're real people they're my friends and then i did some investigating and, and some researching and you know they always say that a special needs mom can do more research than an fbi agent but when you have someone with my background with the law background and everything else in between and special needs mom there ain't nothing I can't find. And we all know that. But I mean, seriously, that's my specialty. Your daughter would be the different. 
What? No, she wouldn't. She'd tell you flat out that there ain't nothing I can't buy. My, uh, I, I, I was going to say, my daughter would say, Mom, I bet you. Come on, it. I bet you can't find dad's brain. That's not how you have to word it, though. Faith, come here a second. We're on live on the radio. Come here. So, uh. You were going to say, my we goodness. We haven't seen that new uh, Jim Caviezel movie, but I would love to see it. Let me ask you a question. Because we're on right now. Say hi to everybody. Hi. I was telling how brave you were with your nose ring. If we were talking about chill. Ch no, she didn't, you little wuss boy. Shh. We were talking about how back in the day I found the, the predators talking to you, right? And I said, a mom can find anything. And with my background, I can find absolutely anything. And he said, well, ask my daughter because she'll tell you different. Is there anything I can't find if I want to find it? Nope. He said, she said, he said, my daughter would say, yes, she'd say you can't find dad's brain. But well, that's an understatement. Really? Brainless. You are brainless. <laughs> Y'all see what I had to put up with? I love the banter between the two of you. I think it's great. Faith, how do you, or what would you do if somebody approached you and asked you to come with them? I know. Okay, and if they tried to grab you? I know how to fight. You actually do know how to fight. And who taught you how to fight? You heard that right? It didn't sound like dad. It said mom. Yes. She said mom. 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 Um, oh. Right. That's so D -D. let me ask you something, teenager. What now? Do I go through your phone? What's wrong with that? Does it annoy you? What is it? Does it get on your nerves? Am I invading your privacy? <laughs> Y'all heard that, right? But then again, there's areas where you need to respect your, your child. Like, for instance, explain the difference when you're in your room and if I was going to come to your door, what would I do first? Knock. I always knock and say, may I come in? What does dad do? Follow. He barges in. Now, if you're downstairs and I want to put some clothes, for, for instance, in your room, what do I do? Uh. Right, I do. I say, hey, Faith, can I open your door and put some of your clean clothes in? Every time. This one just barges in or takes the door off the hinges. Right? It's respectful. But then you get mad if she barges in our room. I was just trying to make a point about parents being responsible and looking after the kids going through their things. Right. But right? if you set up parental controls the right three, way. They still slip around. That's what they do. They're criminals. They're, they're These aren't criminals. Not them. Well, some are. Talking about the predators. They're offenders out here. And what do you think of these vehicles now? Hey, Faith, here. You don't have to stay in here if you don't want. What do you think of these uh, vehicles now that drive themselves completely hands-free? I think you are just waiting on more car wrecks for teens. I mean, mm -hmm. you're making it where it's hands-free driving. They can play and talk on their phone. They have screens that you could put a movie on. Uh, no. And stop that and i don't i don't we're in such a part of this time where everything is just for lazy people you know you can do everything now um electronically you can drive a vehicle now that is hands-free it even backs up for you parks for you drives for you i mean seriously we've become so freaking lazy 
that it's it's just unimaginable to me. Like you say to the kids, hey, let's go outside and play. You know, it's, oh, I don't want to go outside. I'd rather be inside. Or can I play this, play that? You know, I mean, I, I was evaluating the cutest little boy and all he wanted to do was was do electronics and he's like four, you know? And it's, no, it's absolutely not. No, mm-mm. I'm so anti game and my husband in all fairness gives me crap because there's one game that I play and it's not really like a game game as you would think of it it is I have to hold it in my one hand and at the same time try to like work the objects in the picture and strengthen my hand that's yours babe um it's annoying with thank you Kate Oh my God! Damn right. See, but like you have to manipulate the game with your hand while you're trying to hold it, and for us amputees, it's trying to strengthen because my one hand is doing the work of both now, and it gets very tired very quickly, and it just helps strengthen it because my hand tremors. So that's the only thing I play because I can't stand video games. I think they're absolutely the worst thing ever, and that's just my own personal preference. Okay, and speaking of amputees, where are the amputees in this group? How come y'all haven't spoke up to encourage my wife to wear her prosthetic? Hmm? Because my own surgeon, who is a hand-limb recovery specialist. The one that cut off your hand. Yes, said okay. he didn't blame me at all for not wanting to wear that thing. And let's let before you get people hounding me, let's make sure that everything is put out there. I have a completely replaced titanium shoulder. It's not supposed to carry more than 10 pounds. My prosthetic is eight, eight and a half pounds, which feels a whole lot more than that. It does feel that. It's so, pretty heavy. So that's not including my upper arm or putting that on. And then the contraption I have to wear underneath it, I'm not supposed to be carrying anything like that. And it's painful. I mean, you try to use your brain to make something something mechanical work. I mean, you literally are making something to, you know, to move that's not real, you know? And it, and I hate it. I want the fingers. I, if I had the finger hand, I'd wear it all the time, but I have that like claw thing. You know, I love my arm that it's tattooed and all that. That's fantastic. And I love that. But well, maybe some of our listeners can point you in the right direction to get um, a grant for that that specific hand. But people don't understand. Everyone I've talked to that's been the amputee has all said to me they'd rather lose both legs than one arm because it's unbelievable people take for granted their arms. And I look at people. I, I admit this. I look at people when I'm in the store and I'm like, why do they get to keep both? Why do they have both hands and I don't? Why do they get to have both and I don't? Why did I have to lose it? And I know why I lost it, you know, but why? And it's not a it's not a self-pity thing at all. I mean, I haven't even had it for a year. I'm not even a year-old amputee, but everything you do is different. Like, I remember the, your face the first time I tied my shoes one-handed, you know? That was awesome. And it was like, you'd go, hey, I'll help you. No, I'm going to do this myself. You know, I can't tell you how many times I have fallen in and out of that shower. And you even put up rail, handicap rails, because you slip, you move, you know, you feel off balance. It is so frustrating. You can't open a lot of things. You can't, 
that do certain things. You forget trying to put a bra on, forget it. It doesn't happen. Yeah, boy. Oh, I'm sorry. How frustrating that must be. Go ahead. <laughs> you are such an ass. <laughs> Just seriously. And, you know, the one really great thing about Faith, not that there's not like 150 million things about her that's not phenomenal, is she comes and asks us questions. And tonight at dinner, she wanted to know um, about relationships. So, you know, even if you can just out of nowhere, talk to your kids about relationships, what they should respect, what they should expect, what a relationship should consist of, and if they feel uncomfortable, what they should do. I mean, especially for the girls, because they're not going to be so upcoming now. So many teenagers don't even want to have a conversation with their parents. They just are like, whatever, take me where I need to go, do what I need and get out of my way. That's just the mentality that I hear of so much from the kids on Teen Talk that they don't, you know, convey conversation with their parents. But if they want to know what they should expect in a relationship, they need to know, but we need to tell them. And we're not conveying that stuff to them. We're not, as parents, letting them know what's expected, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. Right. Some of these parents, you know, just, I would say, bypass the parents and go to the grandparents or great-grandparents and ask them because they have a different sense of uh, morals and ethics that some of these parents do not. I never had the, my biologicals never gave me the sex talk, ever. I'm not even going to comment about yours, mm-hmm. but we never, I never got that talk, Right. you know, I mean, it was just not. A lot of times our daughter asks us, how do you know they're the one, you know, or what did she ask tonight? How do you, how do you trust, how do you trust when someone? you feel like they can betray you? Right. If, if you, if you don't know that they're going to betray you later. So those are really valid questions that they want to know. I mean, you know, if we did as parents a little more to ensure their safety and happiness, maybe a lot of this that's going on, you know, wouldn't happen. Like school just started back in a lot of places this past week. And you've already seen that they've had to lock down three schools on the first day because of intruders. Um, You know, another school was completely toilet papered on the first day. There, there's situations already. I mean, the kids need to enjoy being kids. They need to enjoy their childhood. They don't need to spend their adulthood recovering from their childhood. And it just angers me that our world literally has gone to hell in a handbasket. It really has. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just, you know, think about how, how many movies, how many CSI type movies, um, all the other stuff that you watch, you see, you know, some of those those kids in containers. Oh, you know, it's it's just disgusting. And, you know, they they're they're treated like less than animals, less than a piece of meat, um, less than than just cargo. They just, you know, they the, the these folks who make so much money off doing this crap. Uh, just just don't really care if they live or die almost. It's just, you know. Well, some of the teens I've spoken with say that these bad people, they wonder if they would treat them better than their own parents would because sometimes the parents don't listen to what right. the kids have to say and these other people do. So they 
you know, pretend or project themselves as somebody that they're not, obviously, and they get them to trust them. The kids, you know, get the kids to trust them and let them open up and talk to them about what's going on and how they feel. And then they feel like they can trust them and they're luring them. They're baiting them is basically, you know, what it is. And it seems like today, so many parents are so busy. They don't have the time for the kids. Like when faith comes to us, unless I'm helping at that moment, a woman or a person in a violent situation, if it's not that, then we stop what we're doing immediately and listen to her. You know, it's it's always been that way, always. You know, I give the perfect example. Um, whenever I had surgeries from the moment, you know, she could remember, I had her in, po- in pre-op with me. And the doctor's like, she, you know, shouldn't be back here. Well, you want me on that table, she's going to be back here because I need her to see that she's not the only one who has to get the IV stuck in her, that has to wear that ugly blue lunch lady hat, that has to, you know, be wheeled back and gone back there for something to be fixed because our daughter's had 34 operations. I don't want, I never wanted her when she was little to think she was the only one. And so she needed to go. And you know what blew everybody's mind is for people who didn't know, she was feeding tube dependent uh, where 100% of her caloric needs were were taken in and, uh, by the tube because that was basically really life support. She couldn't take in enough caloric um, intake by mouth. So everything was taken in by the tube. But it would take about an hour at one point to do maybe two ounces of pudding. And if I knew I was going to be on the OR table for a bit, and she was on overnight, she wasn't on bolus feeds, but I literally would be in pre-op hungry that's like the one time when you wake up i don't care if you wake up whatever time you're never hungry or thirsty but you're on a a pre-op table getting ready to go back you are thirsty as crap you're hungry they give you like four drops of water for you to swallow of whatever pills they're giving you and it is the best tasting nasty sink water you've ever had in your life but i would sit there and i would literally be feeding faith with an iv and, and cuff and all of that on my hand so that she would be able to have something in her system until I got out. And as soon as I was in post-op and they would bring her back, I was feeding her again because that's what you have to do. And when you're a single mom at that time, which I was, you have to make sure that she's taken care of. Would you stop? Drop my thing. You, mm, <laughs> that she's taken care of and that her needs are met. You know, it just seems like those days where the family comes first, it's like you see these videos and and cartoons and things where everybody's at the table with a phone and that's how it is we've gone out to dinner and we look everybody at a table has got a phone you know what about the people at the table you know really you think about it especially teenagers whoever they're talking to on the other end do you really think in 5 10 15 years they're going to still be Talking to those people, I mean, you don't. You don't know, but then they won't speak to the family that's sitting right in front of them. Right. Yes. He just has this look on his face. Well, <clears throat> we have all these puppies, and we've been getting, like, we'll call them little consolation prizes, door prizes to give out with the puppies. Yes. Now, one of these things is a little fidget, fidget toy, bubble popper that the wife had, and I thought, well, how ridiculous is that? You've been playing with it for the whole time. It, it's been about 45 minutes, y'all. You love it. put it down. It, it's basically an autistic toy that you use when you're stressed, and you pop the little holes in it, 
and it calms you down. And we have it with a keychain along with several other little cool goodies that we were giving away, you know, with people that uh, it's just a thank you thing. And it's great. But it's just simple little things. I've always been that way. It's like the little things that let you know you matter, that it's so important. And he's still giving me this look. I always look at my wife in her eyes. Every podcast we do. No, you do it all the time, not just in podcasts. Well, correct. As usual, you are correct. I got that recorded. (laughs) So as a man, talk to the dads about ensuring that their children, their daughters, no. I, I told them, be a man, barge in the room, look through their no, stuff. No, but what you need to sit down and tell them what how they should you be treated. Go about more, more tactically. And, um, I'm talking about what you say to them. Like, if a man's making you uncomfortable, get up and parents. leave. Hopefully, they'll see it in their parents. If, if not, then, then, yeah, you know. So, one of the things is is laughter. You know, you've you got to feel. Okay, so I, I gave our, our daughter an example. I said, I said, Look! Look at look at us. And I looked at my wife in her eyes, and I was probably on six or seven inches from her face. And her and I can sit and stare at each other like that indefinitely, okay? Until we have to get up and go piss. Nice, right? Nice. But we're not uncomfortable. No. Okay. We know everything about each other. We feel relaxed. We we, we trust each other. You know, we know what we kind of know that unspoken language going on. We know what the other one's thinking. But, uh, yeah, that's why I told her, I said, when you can look at someone and, and not feel uncomfortable or they can they can stare at you in the eyes and not feel uncomfortable. You know, that's a big that's a big flag right there. You know, hey, this might be someone I, I need to pay more attention to. But right. what if the person makes you uncomfortable? Then just get up and walk out. Well, she made a there point. What about if I didn't people? drive? She made a point. What if I'm not? What if I didn't drive? And then they made me feel uncomfortable. What hey, do I Dad, do? come pick me up, Mom. Right. You know, come come get me. Or if you're in somewhere public, just go right. like in a movie. Go to the, you know, manager or whatever, and just say, Hey, you know, I stand over here with you. I need to make a phone call or whatever. And you know, I was notoriously well known for <laughs> back in in the day where if I wasn't okay or didn't feel right or wasn't happy with, I would just say, Hey, I'm going to the bathroom, and I I left. I was just gone. Um, and that's just what you need to do. It's Yeah, you kind of dipped out on me the other last month. What are you talking that. about? What are you talking about? When I went to the karaoke guy. and I, I did not know that you were going to repropose at the restaurant. I walked out because she thought you were going to make them sing happy birthday to her. And it wasn't her birthday. So she wanted to get to the vehicle. I didn't know you were going to do that. But I liked it so much better that you proposed to me on the podcast. Got the man to give me his microphone so I could propose to you. But I thought the entire restaurant. She thought you were going to do something to her. And as I turn around with the mic, asses and elbows, my wife and my daughter out the door. <laughs> Y'all talk about a prank. That was a good one. You got me. <laughs> and, you know, the one thing that we do, we have this tradition is we get married every year before our original anniversary so that. We stay newlyweds and we change wedding rings every year. And uh, somebody's behind the eight ball on that one this time. So. Um, You'll catch up. No, this one's on you. I've already told I you I would take me. care of it. I proposed to you last year and we got. I had some issues. What? 
what? We just had to pay major bucks for a new AC and all that. So? So? That has nothing to do with us renewing our vows. We did the last one at a waterfall. We have to contact the, the, the I'm minister. Text her. Mm. No problem. Next. No, no, please go on. No. Next subject. You have to pick the ring this time. So I'm happy to pick it if you don't want it. Some of y'all been noticing we have a new website. Yeah. Uh, that was a that was a big ordeal there. Uh, and my wife is happy to do any of your websites that you want. Kiss my lily butt. <laughs> So, I was proud that I got this one done by the grace of God, one-handed, as quickly. Was it less than a month? Well, it was taken down, and it was down for a month when it shouldn't have been. And then I got it back up and running um, a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. It's like three weeks, something like that. So if y'all like to see any more content, let her know. She loves more work. She's at 27 hours a day right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> you better say something sweet very quickly. You're awesome. No? Try try again. Yeah, she worked her butt off for this uh, this last one because we, we got burnt again by another so-called partner. And Well, I wouldn't say partner because we haven't... Well, we have not really truly officially partnered with anyone we were very close and we didn't end up going uh, through that but you know ironically you know we can understand what our daughter's asking you know yeah. about faith and trust and getting betrayed later you know how can you know the heart of people their intentions you know coming into a, a business like this and then getting burnt so many yes so we understand you know, it's it's not all, you know, roses being a parent. It's not all about gaming and fishing and, and you know, driving fast cars. What are you, Rascal Flats? Mm-hmm. No. But, like, for instance, you the one thing you'll never see with us is so many wonderful people have donated for the dogs. I mean, it's costing us right at or a little more than three grand a month for everything we have to do for the dogs and we've been paying for that out of our own pocket and we've had a lot of people who have generously from their heart donated but then i find well you found too people using people who have gone through hard times as a reason to set up a gofundme and it's ridiculous and it it, it ends up being where you have a problem trusting anybody anymore because of the fact that you really don't know. I mean, you just don't know. And that's so hard, you know, to to feel that you can trust people. And so from a teenager's point of view, I mean, I wouldn't want to be a teen right now because they go through so much. And then the whole trans thing, like Logan said, you know, there's one gender as a girl, there's one gender that's a boy. And that and he really put it out there that he feels that there's, you know, two genders, that's it. But for kids to go to school and have that situation now that they're having to deal with as well, it's like every way they turn, there's something that they have to handle. Why can't they just get an education? 
why do they have to worry about the stigmatisms of this and that and this and the peer pressure of this and this and this? And why can't they just go to school and learn? Yeah. You're never I'm, this quiet. I'm kind of tired. From what? From You slept yesterday, today. Yesterday. You slept today until almost one. It's like I have dog lag. No. Yes. You slept today to almost one in the afternoon. Well, I took a nap. Since last night. Old man nap. Since last night. Okay. So. It's the weather. No. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. 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 So, I'm sorry about all this uh, silence here, but um, parents, pay attention to your kids. You know, protect them, whatever means necessary. It, it, that's that. That's my opinion. You know, I know they're like assholes, but if you got to go through their phone, their computer, you know, without them knowing or without asking permission from them, I mean, Meredith will tell you. Oh no 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 no! I allow you. I allow you. I haven't heard from Meredith in a while. She likes our stuff all the time. Has she? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Meredith. Oh, she remember she warned you. She made a video saying that Faith was her best oh, friend. That's right. And if you prank her without doing anything to make her mad, she's coming for you. What was my last prank on my uh, Faith? I don't rightly know, sir. Anyway. Oh, you know, I would love, 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 and people would just say this because of who he is. I would. Who am I going to say? Johnny Depp. See, Johnny Depp. He's on the same page. Always on the same page. Where you at, Johnny? Because I, while working, had his trial on in the background, and everybody was, you know. The, up in arms about this whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, and it was a year ago, right at this time. Hey, Stucko, say hi to everybody. Um, it was a year ago that Amber Heard, you know, made these allegations about Johnny Depp, and and like I said, I had the the trial in the background, and I tuned in when they were doing photographs and stuff, and she she just portrayed herself as a victim and she wasn't and you know she was in a relationship with a female before she was charged with domestic violence before and she would come out and say well he broke my nose but then here's a picture of her at a premiere the same night she's like I covered it with makeup how do you cover a broken nose with makeup I can tell you right now you can't because I've had them and you have black eyes she didn't have black eyes and she even said well makeup covers everything opposing counsel said that's impossible and she and the opposing counsel said well it doesn't cover swelling and she goes no but ice does okay well you're not walking around a premiere wearing ice and i watch this so intently and i feel so bad for johnny depp because he went through this but he took the stand-up guy he was stand-up guy he he was so honorable in this whole process this man goes to children's hospitals without even being asked dresses up as captain jack and the videos are amazing i mean just amazing and for that reason alone i would love to interview him for that reason for his big heart and how he gives to kids 
And he, I mean, he donates so much anonymously. He wants them to not know who it came from. He just wants to be able to help. And then on top of it, he is a survivor. He is a thriver of what he went through because she chopped off his finger tip. I mean, seriously. And there were voice recordings where she's like, I didn't punch you. I hit you. Yes, you're such a baby. I mean, and he admitted he put her on the bed and said, don't follow me. Well, okay, but he didn't hit her, you know, and there is domestic violence on men as well as women, but women are more often the the target of domestic violence. But this man, his, I have so much admiration and respect for him and to watch him go and go to all these kids' hospitals and get so attached to these kids and want nothing in return, where a lot of people in Hollywood are just about fame and getting their face out there for doing something good, and they normally do it before some new movie or something is coming out. And he didn't. He never did. You know, he said, he he actually said, he testified that anytime he goes anywhere in the world, he brings his Captain Jack suit with him. So if he has any free time, he puts it on and he goes to the hospital and sees kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, just doesn't, just doesn't like announce it. He just goes, you know, it's like, oh, hi, I'm Johnny Depp. I would like to come and see the kids. What? You know, I mean, seriously, I have so much respect for this man. And the fact that awesome. he, he does this and he still does it afterwards. And by the way, if he's listening not that I think he would be. <clears throat> Happy belated birthday in June. He turned 60. I can't believe it. He does not look 60. I mean, he doesn't. Sorry. He just doesn't. <clears throat> but I have so much respect for him and everything he's done and everything he's gone through and stood up for. And I mean, my my hat's off for him. And that would be like one of my top five biggest conversations want as a guest on the show is Johnny right. Depp. I mean, he would have to be one of the top two, really. And we all know who my second one is. And it's pretty much a tie. But I would love to just thank him as a special needs right. mom, as a, a a parent. I mean, as a survivor myself. Bring a contagious smile to someone. Well. When he goes in as Captain, Captain Jack. Jack Sparrow. Well, now I could go in as his sister. I could go with him as his sister. Oh. Because I'm amputated and I could go without the arm. I could technically, I tell people that I'm Captain Jack Sparrow's sister when little kids stare at me and they think it's fantastic. Make you a wooden arm, a peg leg. No, I want one with a knife on it, but that's a different story. Not going in a hospital, my love. Well, we won't talk about that, but <laughs> I'm just saying these kids are so honorable and these kids go through hell and they deserve a little bit of happiness every single day. They deserve a world of happiness, but to bring them just a little bit of happiness, like when they see, and you know, these kids, they see Jack Sparrow. They don't see Johnny Depp. They don't know who Johnny Depp is. They know who Jack Sparrow is. And to some of these kids, he is as real as they are. But he comes out there and he's so authentic. And it's like, thank you. As a mom who lived in a hospital with her child for six months, thank you. Because you don't have to do that, but you do. And that is so amazing. And it's like, thank you. And people don't take enough time or any time at all really to praise and appreciate people who do things that they don't have to do. 
You know, we did that time and time again when we would see doctors run down the hall for coding because Faith coded numerous times. And one of the doctors who was phenomenal said that's how they get the God complex is because they know they have that power, Mm -hmm. but there's very few of them who don't. And it humbles them when someone actually takes them to the side and says, you might not have been the parent, the doctor running in for me this time, but I want to thank you on behalf of that family, because that family might not have been there at that time. And it's just appreciating other people. And that's what's wrong with this world. Get your heads out your asses because we don't appreciate anybody anymore. I mean, I got, I got that so little as a a law enforcement officer over 13 and a half years. You had much appreciation given to you. Well, you know what I mean. Just not that way. Didn't come over. Hey, come over to the house for some tea and crumpets, and you know we'll jaw jack about the weather. No, it was never. You know, hey, thank you, officer, so and so. Hey, we appreciate your hard work, dedication. You know what little money you get paid coming out here and dealing with the scum of the earth. No, it was always you know why are you pulling me over? Go go. Catch these criminals. Go get a donut. Right. I'm paying your <laughs> salary, buddy. Yeah, you work for me. <clears throat> so, yep. So, thank you, Johnny. If you're listening, come aboard. Please. Uh, it would be the most down-to-earth conversation, unscripted. I mean, it's just, I have so much respect for him. I really, really do. And I have respect for for everybody who has survived you know, people complain, like there's these, we call them Buckhead Betty moms, where they're like, oh, I can't get my one kid to tennis and my other kid to gymnastics and my other kid to dance and I won't make my manicure and blah, 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 blah. Well, as a special needs mom, you're like, oh my God, do I have my suction machine? Do I have my backup um, right. feeding tube button? Do I have my backup tracheostomy kit in case God forbid there's an occlusion? Do I have all my appointments set up the correct way? Am I going to be able to make all my appointments? Am I going to get occupational speech, feeding therapy, you know, physical therapy today? Am I going to be able to make it to my otolaryngologist today? Am I going to make it to the gastroenterologist today? You know, how do I get home and implement those tactics and therapies into everyday life as well as be a mom and and be a school teacher and do this and be a taxi driver and be a wife and a homemaker or work a job I mean there's so much complexity to the whole thing and then you have that mom that's just like oh my god my nanny needed off today or my whatever and I had to come and take my kid to this game and whatever you know good for you I'm glad that you have that that ability to have that kind of life but until you have gone through and walked in the shoes of others you shouldn't be so judgmental because let me tell you I have never been the person that has ever made fun of anyone for any kind of uh, obstacle they've gone through I don't want to say disability because I don't believe that anybody is disabled they just have other ways of doing things but for instance I had my arm and hand a year ago in September and then a week later I didn't and it could happen to anyone so you really should stop taking everything for granted I mean really because you don't know what's going to happen the next day you really don't and you should just value and take all of the times that you're with someone and don't take them for granted and it, it just it, it sucks because I wish we would have more people that we try to make a difference in this world instead of trying to make it harder for our kids because 
those are the people who are going to be leading us in the next generation. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel sorry for the kids and the grandkids. You know, I, I can't imagine what they're going to have to put up with and deal with in this society. <clears throat> so, uh, anything else you want to vent, scream, talk, discuss? My wife is awesome and beautiful. Y'all say thank you to her sometimes. Whatever. She, uh, she could always use a pick me up. So. Uh, we have some more guests here coming up in the future um, real soon. So y'all keep listening. Um, we get some additional products, so to speak, coming to Classes. the website. We're going to implement some uh, different things. So keep visiting our website weekly basis. And um, yeah, that's it. Remember, if y'all want a puppy, reach out to us. All right. Here at a contagious smile, we thank you. All right. Bye, y'all.